This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. We are speaking to Mduduzi Kumalo, who is a senior commissioner at the CCMA. Welcome to the show, Mduduzi. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, the Commission for Conciliation, Mediation and Arbitration is responsible for intervening in workplace disputes. Please explain to us the difference between conciliation, mediation and arbitration. It's a conciliation and uh, mediation and arbitration uh, dispute resolution forum. It uh, focuses on labor dispute and conciliation is a without prejudice process to assist parties to resolve their differences amicably uh, with the assistance of an experienced uh, labor law practitioner. And it also goes the same with mediation. Mediation is where the uh, labor law practitioner gets more involved in trying to assist the parties in doing what we call uh, 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 testing of their, the strength of their cases. And uh, during that process, the uh, commissioner, that is what we refer to, will actually engage the parties individually, privately, and test the strength of their cases. And once he has actually advised the parties, parties are at liberty to either accept their advice and settle on what the commissioner would have advised. And it is entirely up to the parties how to resolve the dispute at that stage. Once the process moves to arbitration, arbitration is a more formal process where parties are then expected to advance evidence to prove their respective cases. If, for instance, an employee approaches the CCMA with a claim of a dismissal, the employee must prove the existence of the dismissal before the employer can then demonstrate that there was a fair procedure followed and there was a valid reason for the dismissal. And in the end of the arbitration process, the commissioner would issue what we call an arbitration award, which is final and binding to the parties and it's subject to the review at the Labour Court. We understand that both employer and employee need to follow due process in the event of a retrenchment. Please explain what are the processes that both parties have to follow. The Labour Relations Act, Section 189, provides that if an employer contemplates a retrenchment, the employer must consult the other party that may be affected by the retrenchment. Uh, in section 192, subsection 2, the, the Act provides for who must be consulted. It must either be the trade union, if there is a trade union that is recognizing that or is registered and is operating in that uh, workspace. And if there is no registered trade union, then the employer must consult the workplace forum. And if there is no workplace forum, the employer must then consult the individual employees who are going to be affected by the retrenchment. In so doing, section 198 subsection 3 uh, uh, requires the employer to issue a section 189 subsection 3 letter. In the letter, the employer will detail the reasons for wanting to embark on a retrenchment process. Uh, I can make an example. One, the employer will give 
the business case, why it is embarking on a retrenchment process, how many people it has retrenched in the past 12 months, and uh, how many people it envisaged to retrench in this process that they are embarking on, and what alternatives they would have considered before embarking on this process, and why those alternatives were rejected by the employer. Uh, those must be contained in the letter, and the court has said that it, the letter cannot be exhaustive. The list it, it will provide a information for the other consulting party. But once the parties get into the first consultation, that is when the employer is expected to give more details as to why they are embarking on a retrenchment process. The employees are expected to interrogate the case or the business case of the employer and come up with their own alternatives on why retrenchment is not viable or cannot actually assist the employer's business? And what are the viable options? And once those options have been uh, put before the employer by the employees, the employer is required by law to consider those alternatives and respond to the employees in writing and explain, if rejecting them, why they are rejected individually so and and that explanation should be uh, at least substantive for the other party to be able to satisfy itself that the process is indeed uh, fair and just and remember the law provides that a retrenchment it's a no-fault dismissal of the employees so the law expects the employer to at least provide the employees with detailed information why their services are being terminated for operational reasons. So in the time now of a pandemic, what is the most common cases you are dealing with? And unfortunately, we are dealing with a huge number of retrenchments. The retrenchment referrals have spiked significantly since the start of the COVID. Uh, there were retrenchments before that, I must also mention that we had a number of retrenchments prior to COVID because of other economic challenges that exist in the country. However, since the lockdown, the number has increased significantly. And we are also dealing with cases of uh, this new uh, amendment, the Minimum Wage Act, where employers are unable to pay the minimum wage, or at times they have not complied with uh, the payments of salaries during the COVID. So those are some of the cases we are dealing with at this stage. So really an increase during the time of the pandemic, but the CCMA offices were closed during lockdown level five, and there were a number of retrenchment referrals that were submitted. How did you, or how are they dealing with the backing of cases submitted? And does the CCMA have capacity to deal with all the cases that are submitted? Uh, so far, I believe that CCMA is coping very well with the number of cases that are submitted uh, because they understand the agents. Once a company approaches the CCMA and say, we have uh, a serious economic challenge and it may result in a retrenchment, CCMA uh, moves at speed to ensure that those parties get the necessary assistance. Because 
any time lost in, in, in that process may result actually in the liquidation of that business and the employees of that business losing their uh, severance pay benefits that they would have received had we moved at speed. So we are assisting parties, one, with the uh, scheduling of the Section 189 Capital A processes uh, in the required uh, time period. We are also assisting them with the application of TERS, which is the government uh, intervention on those employers who are not coping as a result of the COVID uh, pro uh, uh, closure. So how can consumers get hold of the CCMA? Should they be in need of your services and should they not know of your services? CCMA has offices uh, in all nine provinces and they are also using offices of the Department of Labor uh, as an access point to the CCMA for employees who are facing either retrenchment or have been retrenched. When they approach the Department of Labor to claim they are unemployment insurance benefits and uh, the Department of Labor officials gladly provide them with information uh, with regard to the CCMA services. And at times we also, uh, CCMA offices send uh, officials to the Department of Labor offices to also assist with the uh, facilitation of that process. Now, going back to Level Lockdown 5, the CCMA has online platforms for people to submit their disputes. Since the offices were closed during Level 5, were there any solved cases during this level? And thus far, how many cases have been solved overall since the reopening of your offices? Uh, CCMA, yes, you, you are correct. CCMA has an online service uh, which was uh, utilized uh, to a great extent by most of our users during the lockdown and we had limited services during the lockdown uh, period we were able to intervene where there were uh, strikes and other dispute between employer and employees the number of cases that once we came back after level in level four were then able to schedule cases uh, maybe uh, even though at a very a low number, but we are also we're also able to use other interventions like your uh, telephone conciliation to a greater extent. We were able to settle some of those cases through a telephone conciliation, and normally uh, parties cooperate, and we are able to do a lot of work in that space as well. The total number of cases that have been settled up to so far. Uh, can I return to that question a bit later? I'm just trying to go through my. Head my data now. No problem. So what should business owners do if their businesses have failed to execute employee cost-cutting measures with due processes as set out in the Labor Relations Act, as you mentioned earlier? Employers would normally approach the CCMA if the number exceeds 50, if the number of employees that are to be affected exceed 50 in terms of Section 189, capital A, which is a process that in, involves a large-scale retrenchment. And the CCMA has the obligation in law to set those matters down within a, a short space of time to try and accommodate those parties. There are cases where an employee would have to apply for condemnation. What is a condemnation and what should be applied for it? 
The Labor Relations Act and the rules of the CCMA provides that the employee must refer the dispute, for an example, of dismissal within a prescribed time. In terms of the act, the prescribed time is 30 days. So if 30 days have expired and the employee has not referred the dispute, the employee is expected in terms of the act and the CCMA rules to bring a request for condonation to be, to be condoned for bringing the matter outside the prescribed time. And in the condonation application, the employee must state the reasons for not complying with the timeframes which are stipulated. I made an example of a dismissal, which is 30 days. And uh, the employee must also show that there is a case. He has a case that uh, against the employer and that uh, the lateness was not due to his negligence. And that uh, must show good cause. And if the employee fails to show that indeed the degree of lateness was not that exhaustive, uh, long and that uh, the, well, there is a case to be argued and that uh, he was not negligent in not referring the case on time. The CCMA may condone the employee for late referral. Thank you. And, and lastly, um, Mr. Kumalo, what are things that employees and employees should note in particular to the pandemic and the CCMA at this time? Uh, the, the pandemic has changed the way we work. Uh, we are conducting other processes uh, via different uh, networks electronically, like now me and you talking uh, on Zoom. We are also having that uh, as one of the challenges. And as a country that is facing a massive inequality, we find that uh, employees may not have access to data and we are looking at means and ways to try and bring everybody into this system to ensure that there is speedy resolution of disputes and that uh, as CCMA, we uh, seem to be uh, uh, championing social justice that we are required to do. So it is a challenge that we have and employees come to our offices in their numbers when because they don't have data to actually refer their disputes online. And uh, it results in some of our offices being closed now and then because we, or we have one or two cases of COVID here and there. And it poses a challenge on us meeting those efficiencies that we are required to meet in terms of the Labor Relations Act. But I think we are on a learning curve, all of us, and I'm sure we will improve. And maybe within the next uh, six months, we may have a better solution to how we deal with those cases, because there are cases that need to be arbitrated. And the challenge is that we have these stop starts. Offices are closing when we are supposed to be uh, conducting certain processes because of COVID cases. So uh, as the director of the CCMA or in one of his uh, Facebook uh, presentations stated that CCMA is looking at the online services and the challenges, as I've said, is that the inequality in the country, which creates a problem where employees may not have 
access to data in order to be able to deal with these uh, cases online. So we are looking at different forms of interventions that may assist in expediting our processes to ensure that we remain effective and efficient in assisting our users to ensure that in this time of COVID, social justice still prevails. And Mr. Kumar, before I let you go, did you get a chance to get those numbers for our listeners? I can tell you the number of cases that are referred in terms of COVID, but the number of, if you refer to cases that are referred, dismissal related to operational requirement dispute for individuals uh, for the month June from the 1st to the 23rd of June, it's 875. Total number of employees that are affected, it's 1,638 just for individual cases. For operational requirement for more than 50 employees, we have, uh, from June 1st up to the 23rd of June this year, it's 162. Total number of employees that are affected by those processes, it's 60,739. So for operational requirement facilitation for cases of more than 50 employees, we are talking about uh, 355 and 83 employees. So it's 35,583 so, 35, employees out of 136 referrals in total on cases that are referred. The leading sectors is your business, professional services, safety and security. Those are the leading sectors with above 2,000 cases that are referred to the CCM. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or stream by www.vafm.co.za.